When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who's under there, I wonder I want to know what I can't see Who's under there, I want to talk about this and say with you Who's under there, I wonder I want to know what I can't see Who's under there, I want to talk about this and say with Hello and welcome to the Mass Singer podcast. I'm your host, Liana Boris, and we are here to talk about season nine, episode four of the Mass Singer. It is DC Hero Superhero Comics Night on the Mass Singer. I'm Liana, the nail polish Boris, and of course, I'm here with my fantastic co host, the one of a kind, Huya. Nail polish remover, Zan Vakili. Puya, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I love that you kicked it off with saying I'm your host, Liana Boris, and then introduce yourself with the nickname after that. <laughs> I did a mix of the drag race intro and the <laughs> masking intro. At least I didn't start with a hello, hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah. And then at the end, I'm going to say, and we'll check you out at your next day. Nice. <laughs> Just to, like, the trifecta. In there as well. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, but no, we are here to talk. Mass Singer, Puya, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We are kicking off the new rounds, which I'm excited. It's always great when we get new competitors in and you don't have someone to compare to from the previous round, right? So I'm very happy for that. And I've been excited to see what this group is. And hey, season nine still delivering. So I'm happy about it. Yes. So we are in group B, as Puya mentioned. So we're going to talk about three brand new contestants go over the clue package the performances and everything and the whatnot but first we have to talk about the opening because this was dc okay hold on let me get the actual title okay dc superheroes night was the official theme for this week's episode and I'm not really talking about Nicole opening the show. I think she did a really fun rendition of Bonnie Tyler's holding out for a hero. I want to talk about what Nick is wearing. This is Puya's favorite topic, but we have to talk about this outfit. Yeah. What was it? Like I I figured out everyone else's outfit based on what they were wearing. Who is he supposed to be the Joker? <laughs> no, no, because I thought that's what um I thought that's what Ken was. Well, Ken's Ken the was Riddler. The... Well, Oh, 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 yes. Okay, sorry. I was like confusing the iconography in my head, the question marks. <laughs> of the, yeah, no. Um. Okay, so no, it's definitely not that because he doesn't, I mean, I guess he does look like a clown to a certain extent, but I think he was going for his own superhero thing because on the back of his coat, there's like the Superman S, but it's an N. Oh, is he going for a horribly dressed man? Yes, that is actually his his <laughs> superhero name and uh, his sidekick, uh, worst dressed child. I don't know. Does it because he's got a bunch of kids? Right? Yeah, it's <laughs> the it, basically joke. the superhero comic for him is he's worst dressed man. Uh -huh. And uh, he basically lets his army take care of business. And his army is his one million children. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's a million <laughs> children. Uh, well, it felt like tonight was just an entire, this episode, just an entire plug for the movie Shazam, <laughs> which is apparently a movie that's coming out soon. Shazam 2. There's, this is the second one? Um, yeah, the, the first one happened a couple years ago. This is number two. Oh, okay. Well, I should get out more because I learned who Zachary Levi was for the first time today. Have you so not watched Chuck? 
What's Chuck? Wow. Never mind. It's fine. It's cool. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm I'll not add offended, it to, to be I'll clear. Add it to I'll add it to my list. I'll add it to my list. All right. So, yeah. So, we get um, Nicole is dressed as Catwoman. Jenny is dressed as Harley Quinn. Robin is Robin. <laughs> and his Chiron, which, oh, by the way, I did notice last week the same thing with the Chirons, that they're including these, which I'm very happy about. So, I think Robin's was doesn't need a Batman. Nicole's was once a pussycat, always a pussycat. Makes sense. She's his Catwoman. Jenny was dressed as Harley Quinn. And so hers was escape, also escaped from a mental hospital. That was funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, also, they brought out like random DC props. Yes. Yes, they did. They had three from my account, if I have it right. Yeah, they well, they had they had a okay, so they had the actual Batmobile from 1989. One, yes. The Bat Signal, Aquaman's costume. They, so they Jim. had the um they had the original Superman costume from um uh, Christopher, Christopher Reeves. Reeves. And then, yeah, they had Aquaman. They had Shazam, which, you know, that that, the Shazam had Zachary Levi's like entire face built into it. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, you know, he shows up later in the video to give some more clues with Helen Mirren, which I yeah, well, we'll get we'll get there when we talk about it. So anyway, so I was happy that they like fully committed to the theme night with the costumes and everything. I mean, they've been doing that, but this felt like and we're going to bring out all these props that we have stored in a warehouse somewhere. (laughs) We're just going to go find them and drag them out there. I think moving forward, if they genuinely start doing this where they'd really hold to the theme nights, we should start ranking the nights and and see at the end which theme night ranked the best. Okay, yeah, I'm down, Uh, especially because we have Sesame Street night next. So yeah, because I feel like they put in the (laughs) most work with this one. If I have to, yeah, guess exactly. No, I I would totally agree. That's why it like really stood out to me. This felt like very clearly theme night. I mean, not that ABBA, you know, the the guest judges or the judges were obviously like dressed very similarly. Actually, now that I accidentally said the word guest judge, we have seen very few. Have we had any guest judges on the show so far? I don't think as of yet. No. Yeah, that's really interesting because I feel like they were really riding the guest judge high in sort of the past few seasons. So it's very interesting. We haven't had a single one. No Joel McHale to speak of. Yeah, no Joel McHale. You know, we didn't have anyone from ABBA to your sadness uh, in the ABBA episode. We didn't have anyone from the DC universe here for this episode. I have to imagine the time we're going to get one is going to be next week. Because I just mm-hmm. I can already picture Oscar the Grouch there right next to Robin or Elmo or Big Bird. Big Bird would be hilarious if Big Bird was there. At the would that be your favorite? Especially mm-hmm. maybe sitting next to Ken. That could be yeah. cute. But no, I want the count. OK, why? Because I think the count would be funnier. <laughs> I know, but why? <laughs> I'm not doing a count impression. Stop trying for it. (laughs) (laughs) Would he do the count during the, you know, the whole like, take it off. Take. Would he, do you think he would be like counting down? That could be fun. No, I don't think the count counts down. The count counts up. Can the count only count up? I don't know. Can the count say anything but numbers? I, I can't say that I am a, Sesame Street aficionado. I did not pay that much attention to the Count's dialogue, so maybe someone, a listener, can <laughs> help us out there. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, I digress. Discussing far too much about this episode. Let's just jump right on in to our performers here because we have three to unpack. Let's kick things off with the gargoyle. So this is the first performer, my first pick in the draft, by the way. So I was very excited about this, and I have to say. The costume looks so much worse. It's so derpy. It's It's so so goofy looking. It looks so goofy. I totally agree with you. I was like, oh God, this looks so bad. Especially because, again, the whole reason why I picked the gargoyle costume in the first place is because I grew up watching the gargoyle cartoon and was like obsessed, had all the action figures. I had the board game. I had the tapes, everything. And so to see him walk out there and be like, with his like floppy wings. And I mean, the texture of the wings are cool, but like the way they move just looks so dumb and his face looks dumb. And 
Anyway, I'm I'm disappointed. (laughs) But it was funny, at least. Yeah. No, I think it was ultimately, you know, not all the costumes have to look amazing, but it's funny to me because for our draft, we pick based on the look of the costume and that's it. So the fact that that was the first pick in the draft is funny to me. I know. I think it's just, it's the face and the wings that really do it for me. The rest of the costume does look pretty dope. It's just, yeah, the the face needs to look like more menacing. It, I don't know. It's like they tried to make it like kid friendly and not make it look like cool and evil, which is what they should have gone with. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, Puya, do you want to talk us through the clue package here? Uh, sure. Let me see what I've got for you here. Um, they mentioned that from the time they were six, they've been, you know, involved. Uh, their peers flied, but they were on the sideline. There was an I Love LA sticker. Their dad gave them some advice. There was a controller, an Xbox controller to be specific. They mentioned that they had shot millions. There was a picture of hot sauce. A taco was on the screen. And then the guy, they, pa- they passed on to the guy they passed to. The, I, my notes are all over the map here. There was also a credit card. So let me just say this. All of these, I know that there was a mention of a field and then the judges immediately thought athlete. I started thinking that this could be a streamer because of the game, the video game thing, the shooting millions, and then the the hot sauce and the taco. I was like, the hot sauce challenge is, you know, the hot ones thing is something that everyone does. And then the credit card, I thought, you know, so many streamers, so many YouTubers will do the, I gave my credit card to blank to buy stuff, or, you know, I bought stuff that my chat told me to. So I thought this mm-hmm. could be a streamer, potentially. Uh, do not think that it is a streamer anymore. But that's where I my head was at. Okay, and that's um that was based on the clue package that you're saying you felt like this could be a streamer. That is what I said. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, I just didn't know because, like, so I I had no idea. I mean, obviously, I was like sort of thinking the um sports route because of the whole sidelines comment, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, I don't know. Let's let's see how good of a singer he is. Because maybe that will if it's if he's a bad singer, then like the clues can be taken, I think, a little bit more literally. Mm -hmm. But I thought I thought he ended up being a good singer. So I ended up going back and like back and forth a lot until it was Robin who put together the clues later. But the credit card, like the charge card and then the iHeart L.A., which I did think for a brief second, I was hoping it would be not actually Los Angeles, but instead Louisiana. And then that Uh. was going to be the clue. But I do agree. I think it could be someone from the Chargers. And I'll talk through that clue later. Um, But yeah, I think you nailed everything. Um, It did look like they just took a Tapatio bottle and like repasted on a new logo. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't try too hard. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was like, I know that hot sauce. So yeah, okay, cool. So I, yeah, I was feeling... Um, very confused, but then ended up getting stuck on the athlete route. But mainly that's just because I have a solid guess or someone who I think is a solid guess. So I kind of got like stuck in a rabbit hole of trying to make all the clues fit to that person. But we'll talk about that when we get to the guesses. The Gargoyle performs One Call Away by Charlie Puth. And my first notes of the performance just say, yes, I was so happy that he was a good singer because I was nervous that I had wasted my first pick in the draft with this goofy butt costume. (laughs) So to actually have him be a good singer, I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) See, for me, I was almost hoping that the gargoyle was as goofy sounding as he looked because (laughs) my thought was, if you gave me the sushi roll, and then also pick one of the worst <laughs> performers, you might not join me for the podcast anymore. It'd be funny. I see. So you want me to have a bad time? No, I didn't say that. Mm, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm I'm interpreting from your position. Anyway, so I was really happy with this. I think this was probably a really good song choice for him. I didn't get necessarily that he was a professional singer from this this performance which then again brought me back to maybe athlete or something like that with the whole like sidelines comment that we got with the clue package and i think that he sounded better when he had the backing track which helped helped a little bit when he he had that kind of like chorus of singers but i think overall still like a really solid performance and i was very happy with the gargoyle here Yeah, I thought this was a great performance from the Gargoyle. Sounded incredible. I kind of felt 
immediately this dread of, oh God, are the other two just going to not compare and it's over mm-hmm. before it even began? Uh, spoiler alert. No, that is not what happened here. So cool beans. Uh, no, I thought the gargoyle did really good. I thought it was a really good song choice for the gargoyle. I thought the voice came in really nice. What did you think about all the comic book edits that kept popping up on screen? Oh, I actually really liked that. I thought that was cute. Like the whole, oh, save me. He's my mm-hmm. hero. Like those kind of the dialogue things. I thought yeah. that was a cute way to again tie in the theme night, which as we discussed already adds to the fact that it seems like they put in the most work here for this particular theme night. <clears throat> Additionally, did you see all the people in the flash costumes in the audience? Yeah. Do you think they were given those costumes? Surely. Okay, I saw one during this performance and then they kept popping up, but like different (laughs) people. And I was like, I'm sorry, you mean to tell me that a dozen people all dress separately in flash costumes? But they look, I mean, to your point, I don't know if they gave them to them, which could make sense why there were so many of them. But also they were, it wasn't like just a mask. They were wearing, at least from the sort of chest up, from what I could see, a full costume, which seems like an odd choice to give people. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, there weren't the best costumes. So, but also this is the mass singer. We've seen the dancers not really have good costumes before. So. Is Shazam is not the flash. Those are two different people, right? Oh, are you actually asking me? (laughs) Yeah. Just to be clear. No, it's the same person. Oh, it is the same person. No, of Uh, course it's not the same person. Oh, Okay. Great. Okay, well, that's why I was like, they would have given them Shazam costumes if they were going to give them Shazam costumes. Sorry, the colors are the same. It's both red and like yellow or red and gold. So I got them confused. Yeah. So that's why I thought if they were going to give them costumes, that that's what they would have given them. But I don't think Shazam okay. paid for that much advertising at that point. <laughs> They're like, we'll send you a video. That's about all we can do. Yeah. <laughs> video one video, not two. We can do two. Okay, so after the performance, we move on to the guesses and the additional clue. I also love here how we got Nicole's crush. It's been a while since she's had one, but it makes Mm -hmm. sense. We have someone who I believe to be an athlete totally fits with Nicole's pattern. When Nicole has a crush, that means they're going to finish sixth. Yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, That is the the curse of sixth place. Yes. when, When Nicole has a crush on you. So the clue package we get from the stars of the movie Shazam, Helen Mirren and Zach Levi. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, oh, my God, they got Helen Mirren. And I, so I'm like waiting and I'm waiting and they're showing the audience. And I was like, this is taking a suspiciously long amount of time. And then sure enough, the video pops up. I was like, oh, OK, that makes way more sense. Yeah, ultimately, this was very clearly not not going to be them in person I, I initially had the same feeling though of like holy crap did they actually get them here because i was ready to get annoyed and be like really so they get helen mirren but then the poor previous contestants had a kid dressed up as napoleon <laughs> napoleon yeah so yeah what is yeah, that exactly on the scale of helen mirren on video to napoleon i don't know where that where that ranks and uh, so the clue here is, I think the first part was just puns, the rock solid concrete answers. I think the actual clue was record maker, which the gargoyle follows up with that he is the king of making waves. Did any of this help your, this could be a streamer theory? No, because I heard record breaker and I thought, okay, so they've had Ninja on already, so it can't be Ninja again. And then I thought, well, Ludwig broke his record for most subs. And I was like, that's not Ludwig. That is stupid. Um, and then I thought, <laughs> okay, so now Kai Sinat broke Ludwig's record for most subs on, on Twitch. And I thought that just happened. There's no way this is Kai. And also that Kai is short and, and Gargoyle looks taller. And at that point, that's when I realized they're not going to know anyone I'm naming. Stop it. It's mm-hmm. an athlete. You're thinking too much because, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> It was wild to see Ninja on the show because Ninja's one of the very few streamers who was able to break into mainstream. And that was off the back of both Fortnite being super popular. And, you know, he was the first streamer to really break down the barrier of bringing on a celebrity to play games when he brought Drake on to play with him. So I thought that was a one and done. They're never going to bring someone like that on again here. So 
yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, so again, this like the record maker could apply to so many different things. So I was thinking again, okay, if this could be an athlete, like maybe it could be somebody who, you know, who's broken records or it could be like, I don't know. I was thinking maybe what if it's a literal record, like breaker, maker, breaker, I don't know, like where they smash records, like an Ozzy Osbourne type kind of like smashing stuff. I don't Uh know. But then it was when Robin put together the iHeart LA and the charge card to talk about the los angeles chargers Mm -hmm. so this worked so well with um jordan melita i believe was the philadelphia eagles player who i guess that one season solely based on guessing well you got the last name wrong here who was it it wasn't melina george uh Melata or something? Melata? Melata? Yeah. Yeah, something okay. like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Apologizes to apologizes to Jordan. Anyway. Okay. So the reason I got him is because I Googled Philadelphia Eagles players who can sing. So I followed my tip top A plus strategy and I Googled Los Angeles Chargers football players who can sing. And one Keenan Allen popped up as a good singer plays for the Los Angeles Chargers or now the Los Angeles Chargers. He's a wide receiver. The height matches like tall, but not like crazy tall. He's six foot two. And then I went through some of the other clues to try to see if I could fit him in there. So for the hot sauce, he did a hot ones, hot or dab for the NFL. Oh my God. Okay. Oh no. Okay, sorry. Google is trying to talk to me. Hold on. Yeah, that's what you get for having eighteen hundred <laughs> Google set up in the house. No, Google, shut, shut up, shut, shut your mouth. Okay, I put I put it on. Okay, I put it on silent. Any hoosies? So. Keenan Allen did a hot ones thing, so that could fit with the hot sauce. Then for the the player, the controller thing that we saw. He also did a NFL Tuesday night gaming where he played video games with Cam Jordan and Austin show. (laughs) And they played like fall guys and rocket league and stuff. Fascinating. Yeah. So I was thinking that could potentially be an option. Obviously, um, you know, Sorry, spoiler alert. We don't see this person get unmasked, but that is my guess solely based on Los Angeles Chargers football players who can sing. That's not bad. I feel like the hot sauce, hot ones link makes sense to me as well. What doesn't make sense to me is that Nicole saw a Xbox controller and thought of Super Mario and then thought of Mario. Yeah, that was terrible. I don't understand the jump in logic. I mean... I don't know. It's a mass singer clue package. So sometimes that can be the case, but I feel like they've started being a little bit more obvious if you know who the person is. So I don't know where she was going with that direction, but I did like where Robin was headed. I was actually on Robin's wavelength. I feel like throughout this episode. And so I think that he's onto something with the Los Angeles chargers football players who can say, I mean, that's not a bad guess. Okay. Okay. Before we talk about our next performer, let's take a quick break. And we are back. Time to talk about the wolf. Yes, and I am hungry like the wolf to get into the clue package here. Apuya, just I want to get your general thoughts on the wolf because you and I chatted very briefly offline about this particular performer. So I would love to just get your general thoughts. So I see the wolf, I see the leopard mask in front of the wolf, and I'm already excited. The wolf looks like they are active. They're giving me a lot of razzle-dazzle in the clue package. I'm keen on hearing the wolf perform. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Then we start seeing the clues kind of, you know, bring stuff up, put stuff out, put stuff out. And before the clue package concluded, I locked in my guess and I was right. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I had the exact same reaction. It was actually the first line of the perf- like the first line of the actual performance that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is absolutely correct. <laughs> so uh look, I want to just talk about it all here because the wolf does ultimately get unmasked. 
it was freaking Michael Bolton. <laughs> like <laughs> going through all the clues. So literally, even from the moment that like, welcome to my love den and the saxophone art of seduction thing, I was like, oh God, is this Michael Bolton? Like that was just the first name that popped in my head. And then every single thing I saw after that just felt like reaffirming my thoughts that it was Michael Bolton. And I know you picked up on the clues with the ship with Andy Samberg that those were like big giveaways for you. Yeah, it was the pirate ship and it was Andy Samberg. Those were the two things that stuck out the Grammy. Also, I knew the Grammy was good. Um, and, and to me, I thought pirate ship, Andy Samberg, Captain Jack Sparrow. I remember that tune very well. It was on my uh, playlist back in the day. And then after I thought maybe Michael Bolton, the voice started making sense to me, even though it was modulated. And then the first note of the song, like nail in the coffin. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was exactly what it was. And it was just, Oh my God, it is Michael Bolton. When I got, went through the clue package, that was of course my first thought when I did see the ship, I was like, okay, either this relates to captain Jack Sparrow, which just seems like, it just, I don't know. I guess that was like a big deal, right? That song. It just feels like sometimes there's things that in my head feel niche, but really aren't. They're like totally widespread and everybody knows them. So it felt weird. I was like, is that really the clue? And then I saw Andy Samberg and I was like, okay, yeah, it is. It's probably for this. The outside thought for me was Christopher Cross with the like sailing reference. I thought maybe that could be it. But as you said, from the moment the first line of the song happened, I was just like, oh, my God, it is Michael Bolton. So the wolf performs break on through by the doors here. And just the whole thing just sounded so much like Michael Bolton. I feel like he's got such an iconic, notable New Haven notable, by the way, just in case anybody didn't. New Haven has a series of New Haven notables and there are posters of people who are from New Haven or like lived in New Haven and they're all over New Haven and Michael Bolton is a New Haven notable. So very happy to have him represented on the Mass Singer. Go New Haven notables. If anybody wants to see the New Haven notable poster for Michael Bolton, it's on Park Street between Chapel and Crown. So anyway, okay. This there's no shot. This is the first time you're saying this on this podcast, too. by the way. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the New Haven Notables. The Paul Giamatti one, again, is always my personal favorite, but the Michael Bolton one is perhaps a close second. Okay, here's the thing about the performance, though. And I don't say this in like a way to be rude, but I like do wonder about his mobility a little bit because we didn't actually see him walk out initially we have sort of like the magic thing which i thought was like maybe just sort of part of the whole like ooh, it's the wolf and magic and all that kind of thing but then he stood there in the middle just singing and like he didn't really move all that much so i don't know um again i don't mean it in like a mean or a bad way it was just something that i noticed i mean it was very clear to me upon watching the wolf perform that the wolf that was on stage was not the same wolf in the costume in the clue package which bummed me out yeah, well, um, I, I, the, yeah, this wolf did not move an inch during the performance at all. So the razzle dazzle was at a zero. Uh, the vocals were again Michael Bolton, so incredible, fun. Mm-hmm. But I was hard pressed to think anything but all right, Michael Bolton's not making it past this episode. Yeah, I had to imagine also that he was probably one of those people that they could convince to do the show, given the fact that it was like a one episode contract that, like, look, you can come on, you can promote your album, and then you can skedaddle. Right. So I think that was probably the reason he was there. This was also the place where I noticed the multiple flash costumes as well during the the performance. So clearly it really captivated me if I was so focused on the audience. But yeah. And then I feel like um I feel like ultimately with the uh performance here um it was yeah it was fine is what i would put it at it was fine yeah it was it was fine i mean you know he's 70 years old um so that's like props to him for getting out here and performing on the mass singer but i think with after the gargoyle i was like okay so the gargoyle will probably move on and then the wolf will be eliminated he's probably like the big get for the episode and so he we're not gonna we're not gonna see him move on, but the okay, what else do we have to talk about with him? So oh yeah, Zach <laughs> the Zach Levi and Helen Mirren video. So the clue here is Timberlake, which the wolf follows up with that he collaborated with JT. Yes, I don't know what they collaborated in. 
Yeah, I don't either, but nothing could shake me that it wasn't Michael Bolton at this point. So I didn't <laughs> even didn't bother matter. to Google it. Really it really <laughs> didn't matter. We like we all knew Robin knew, Nicole knew, Jenny. The only one that was acting like they didn't know is is flipping Ken. Yeah. The um yeah, well, it was funny because so we get the guesses here of Robin guesses Michael Bolton, Jenny also guesses Michael Bolton. We don't see or no, Nicole guesses Michael Bolton. One of them I feel like didn't guess, and then we like three of them all at the end agreed. It was just yeah. Ken like, was, you know, uh, Jenny didn't have a guess that was on record until the final guesses at the end. Yeah, but then when she gave her guess, it wasn't even like, oh, I'm contemplating this. She was like, I totally agree with these two. It's absolutely Michael Bolton. <laughs> Which one thing I completely forgot about until I was perusing through the Wikipedia page for Michael Bolton is he was a guest star on season six of the mass singer where he sang with the skunk. Yeah. I remember that. Remember that? Okay. Mm -hmm. I just, apparently I have no memory of anything anymore because I was like, Oh, I like once I read it, it jogged my memory, but then that also makes sense. He's already tied in with the show. So it kind of follows up that, uh, that he would eventually one day be a performer. Yeah. Last performer to discuss is the squirrel, which if I ever need a reminder that I can't spell the word word squirrel, this was a fantastic reminder of that. So I didn't realize, but her she's kind of like a superhero squirrel. I didn't know if the superhero costume was a result of it being DC superhero night or if that was just is that her like permanent costume? Uh, that'll be a great question for us to find out next week, actually. We'll yeah. See. Okay. Cause I know like sometimes the costumes, especially in the early seasons would get like little changes depending on what the night was like, but this felt built into her costume. So I don't know. So I'll walk through the clue package. She is, uh, she describes herself as she was just an average professional figure skater with Olympic dreams, something about her wanting to be a toxicologist, but she landed in Hollywood. There was a costume of a gorilla, maybe a Bigfoot. We'll never know. She talked about that. She modeled, did teen acting, made out with Tom Cruise. She plays superheroes as well as girls next door. Uh, not the reality show, I assume. There was also the picture of a castle or like a, it kind of looked like a knockoff Disney castle. You know how That's they have I the white Disney I wrote castle? Down Disney castle. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like quite the same, but it totally had looked that way. And then when the judges were discussing later, they said that there was Swedish meatballs, but I guess I missed that during, <laughs> during the clue package. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who this is. I have no idea who this is. So I can't really quite answer that. What I can say is that I'm very happy to have the squirrel on my team. Okay. Yeah. Well then talk us through the performance where, I mean, I assume that's why you're happy. You didn't, you're not just like, no. yes, a squirrel. Here's the interesting thing. I thought the performance was fine. Uh, it was the battle Royal that actually, I think switched up the results here because this mm -hmm. performance, it was tried by pink. It started off really strong and then kind of got a little worse on the way out. I felt like um, I did have in my notes, Michelle Trachenberg because I saw figure skater and I thought, Ooh, I remember that movie. And then I, I, I don't think it's Michelle Trachenberg. So there you go. That's my, my Intel here, but oh, I, felt, <laughs> I felt like it was a good performance, but it was, Probably not the best of, I think the best of the night of the three main show performances was easily the gargoyle. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that as well. So it was interesting because after this performance, I thought, oh, the gargoyles got it in the bag. Like she, she came across to me as someone who was a performer in other elements, but not necessarily a singer. So definitely an actor model, but you know, sort of both. And then, ugh, yeah, then we'll get to the battle royale. It definitely turned it up. I was like, oh, I'm, there's no threat. She's definitely not moving on. But I think she was really able to turn up. I don't know if this was a song choice issue or she was nervous or whatever the case was. I mean, she had a lot more razzle dazzle with all of the backup dancers and everything. Mm -hmm. Very superhero themed as well. Yeah, yeah. Every other part of the performance I enjoyed quite a bit. I think because um, initially I was, again, expecting it to just be a cakewalk for the gargoyle. So when the squirrel even gave me a glimmer of hope, I, I held on to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have any of the guesses written down 
Uh, I believe I do. Yeah. Uh, Jenny guessed Katie Holmes and Ken guessed Margot Robbie. Okay. Yes. I remember that. I remember the Katie Holmes one. Cause I was like, that feels a little bit on the nose for the made out with, I feel like Katie Holmes wouldn't bring up Tom Cruise. <laughs> right. Would probably omit that from her clue package. So the yes. And then, uh, I, I thought, okay, well, Katie Holmes did make an appearance on How I Met Your Mother, mention of sitcoms, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know where Margot Robbie fits into anything. But then again, Ken also took the most obvious answer of all time in Michael Bolton and said, nope, not Michael Bolton. Yeah, I don't know what he has against New Haven Notables, but it shows. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. The squirrel, what else about the squirrel? Yes, so we get the clue, the other clue package was from Jim Lee. So we actually get somebody in the in the studio, I suppose. I don't know why if they just had a two video contract with um with Shazam. But he is, if I remember correctly, the comic book artist, writer, editor, publisher for DC Comics, as we are told, very legendary. And he brings in the clue for the squirrel, which is hero time. Yeah. In the city. And then she said that she puts time into her work. In time does, into her work. Does that mean anything to okay. you? So the only thing I can think of is hero time, time into your work. Mm-hmm. Time, you can see that on a clock or a watch. Watch Men is a hero movie. Ooh, okay. But I've never seen Watchmen, so that is as far as I can okay. take you. Okay. <laughs> um, without let me look at this cast. Okay, so we've got um, Carla Gugino is in that in that uh, movie. Mal- Malin Ackerman is in the movie, and then who else is in this movie? I don't know this movie, so I am I am literally the blind leading the blind here right yeah. now. It it does kind of fit though because she does say that she plays superheroes. So I assume it's someone who's a, a woman who's acted in a superhero movie, mm-hmm. probably of Swedish descent, or just really loves IKEA. Could go either way. Oh, and and yeah, Malin is Swedish, and I believe oh. has had many a role in uh, sitcoms. Here, let me just give it a gander. Yeah, it was in a short-lived ABC comedy series, Trophy Wife. And then I think I've seen her in another show too. Yeah, this could be her. This could be her. Wait, hold on. Let's see if the Tom Cruise thing. Oh, talks about her love scene with Tom Cruise. All right. Maybe we got it. Dude, did you just crack this? If I crack this based on hero time, time two, hero (laughs) time on a watch, watch on a clock, that is ridiculous. That is such a backwards ass way to get to it. But maybe. I think you could be right. So this is in Rock of Ages, the movie Rock of Ages. And she has an interview. That oh, is my God. Is that titled, not a movie about ice skating? No, I'm thinking of another movie. Never mind. No, that's the movie with um, Will that's Ferrell. That's the one with Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> this this movie. Like, Blades of Glory. Is that actually what you're thinking of? Okay, you can't mock me when you were asking me, are the Flash and Shazam the same person? <laughs> You know who else is in Blades of Glory? Who? Will Arnett. Anyway. Will Arnett, Mass Singer, Lego Masters. Boom. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay, so let's write her down. Malin Ackerman. Is that how you say her I, name? I don't know how to pronounce it. Okay, well, sure. Let's uh let's just go ahead and jot her down there as our guest. And um, and maybe we'll we'll be right about that one. Oh my gosh, look at you go! Does she also play? Did she model at any point in time? I don't know, but what I do want to say is that the, one of the other reasons this could be the case, mm-hmm. um, is because I feel like there's no world for DC superhero night. They're gonna put someone in who is a Marvel actress. You know what I mean? It just doesn't seem like it would fit. So you have a limited scope to look at. I mean, you have the DC universe to look at and then I guess Watchmen and anything else that's a little bit more fringe there. Mm, 
Okay. So she, so yes, which I think definitely helps to narrow it down. She also did model quite a bit. So I okay. think, uh, I think I, I would lock her in. Okay. She was in 27 dresses. So we can keep an eye out for that. If there's anything with like dresses in it. I mean, she has a big filmography. I feel like looking out for one specific movie <laughs> is a wild decision, but sure. You know, just like, just like one just like one dress. She also ate sense, Taco right? Bell once. So like we should look out for like a Baja Blast or something in the background. Ooh, that sounds good. I'm hungry. All right. <laughs> Before we talk about our first unmasking and the Battle Royale, let's take another break. We are Back and let's get into our first unmasking. As we alluded earlier in the podcast, unfortunately, the wolf gets unmasked first. Booyah, thoughts, feelings? No thoughts, no feelings. I mean, I, as much as I was excited for the wolf with the leopard stuff and then figuring out it was Michael Bolton, once I saw Michael Bolton on that stage, I knew. Michael Bolton was going to get a mask and I was fine with it. I think ultimately this was the right choice. I will say kind of sketchy that Michael Bolton also has a single out new music out and is also on this show for one episode. So the theories of the, the contract appearances, I think is just getting thicker and thicker for me, but no, mm-hmm. this was fun. It was fun to see my Michael Bolton on the show. I was happy about it. Like literally when they asked, Oh, it's so we're so happy to have you on the show. Like, why are you here? He's like, I have a new album coming out. <laughs> shameless shameless Bolton yeah it this totally felt like he was just here to uh to plug his album which is fine like you know make your appearance fee and and get on there and it was funny and fun to have Mm -hmm. New Haven notable Michael Bolton on our television screen but I could see this decision coming from a mile away so it wasn't necessarily surprising when the wolf was going to be the first unmasked and the squirrel and gargoyle were going to be the two in the battle royale Right. And then, you know, the guesses we don't need to discuss because three out of four said the, the right guess. Uh, let's go to the Battle Royale because I think this is where things got very interesting. Yes. OK, so first of all, this. Oh, at, which actually. OK, can we just go through the song choices really quick to see? Because the song choice in the Battle Royale was three doors down kryptonite. Makes sense. Okay. We've got a Superman reference with Kryptonite here. Holding out for a hero, the song at the beginning. Okay. That makes sense. One call away, Charlie Puth. What do you think? So is it because like you're just flash the Batman symbol and then the Batman shows up and that's one call away? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So then what about the Wolf's performance of Break On Through? Uh, Superman can break through walls. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we're we're reaching so much. I feel like the the one of the hero songs was already sung by Nicole at the beginning. I'm just floored that no one went with the the Nickelback song or the Enrique song. Why did no one do Enrique Iglesias' hero? Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if they had issues getting the rights because the Squirrel did try by Pink, which like she tried. Try, I guess. It's, but this one fell was like very much like oh okay kryptonite which the first one popped up i was like is this a three doors down song which is a band that i never thought i would hear on the mass singer but here we are that fits kryptonite the theme so puya you had already talked a little bit about this but you felt like the squirrel usurped the gargoyle here and did a better job in the battle royale despite doing maybe a worse job in the original performances yeah i felt like the uh the gargoyle was not as good as the first performance of the night it definitely felt like this was not the gargoyle's element and then i thought on the other side this fit the squirrel style perfectly where the squirrel nails this song doesn't do as well in the pink song but the gargoyle nailed Charlie Puth's song and could not keep up with the three doors down here. So mm-hmm. to me, I felt like the minute the squirrel went second, I thought, okay, it's curtains. But then once the squirrel started, I thought, you know what? This could actually go either way, which I was very yeah. for because my thought was if the squirrel wins, that will force their hand to use this goddamn bell in the in this episode and not wait till episode three. Because part of me does think if squirrel had lost here because the first performance wasn't as strong that they would have mm-hmm. just let the unmasking happen. So I'm very happy mm-hmm. that that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with all of that. I think that the fact that 
the squirrel did so much better here shows that she, I think, has more to show. I don't know if maybe she was just nervous in the first performance or what the case was, but this was like perfectly in her range. This worked so well for her. She like got down on one knee, did that whole thing. And the gargoyle was just like fine. Whereas I feel like he really shined with the Charlie Puth song. I think that this really, again, as always, exposes how important song choices are for some contestants. And I think the gargoyle is definitely one of those, which also makes me feel like he is not a professional singer and may in fact be a professional athlete and may in fact be Keenan Allen, not a New Haven notable. Uh, so when the the judges were talking, I think it was Robin and Jenny who were really like, oh, I'm leaning towards a gargoyle. Oh, I'm leaning towards a squirrel. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, we're definitely getting the ding dong, keep it on bell. When Jenny said the words, oh, then we're going to be voting for different people. I was like, okay, this is a split vote <laughs> situation. <laughs> and yeah. then just the question really is whether or not we're actually going to get the bell, which I strongly felt like we were. Yeah, I love that we have to go through the rigmarole of, okay, we're going to do our guesses anyway, and then we're going to ring the bell. So that happened. Um, mm -hmm. As far as the guesses go, Robin's got Antonio Gates. Jenny has uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Ken has The Weeknd, which Ken should just quit. And then Nicole had Mario, which I think Mario would be fun to be on the show, but this was not Mario. I know Mario. This isn't Mario. Mm -hmm. So then the ding-dong hits. Uh, yeah, first of all, Squirrels in the next round. The ding dong hits. What's interesting is Gargoyle is now through to the wild card round, meaning we will not see Gargoyle for the next two episodes, but the Gargoyle still has to sing to make it to the final versus Medusa. So good luck to you because Medusa is about yeah. to bring it. I know. I know. That's why I was so mad that the squirrel won because the squirrel would have, I think, Stay an mad. Uh, whatever would have an uphill battle against Medusa, whereas the gargoyle obviously will, yes, also have an uphill battle. Yeah, and I, I didn't want that to happen. I just want the gargoyle to move on. But I, I would say, argue that what happened here is good for the show because if Squirrel has shaky performances and good ones, mm -hmm. that is good because that would make it a little more competitive. Like, I'm not going into next week thinking, all right, Squirrel's got this. We don't right. know. Whereas with Gargoyle, because of how strong that first performance, like that could have been a final performance. That was so good. So to me, the Gargoyle would have been a little bit more chalk pick guarantee, whereas the Squirrel's a little bit more question marks, which I mm -hmm. like. Whereas, mm -hmm. and then, you know, putting the Gargoyle in with Medusa, we're saying Medusa would kill it. Medusa still didn't make it out of, made it into the wild card. So we don't know, but... I'm happy. I'm happy with the results of the night because I don't think Squirrel would have survived um, the ding dong. Keep it on if the Squirrel didn't do well in the uh, battle royale. So, right, and then we sort of run the risk of the ding dong. Keep it on, Bell making Being it all the way for the last to episode the, again. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, I noticed it. I don't know if they did this last time, but I noticed the the ding dong. Keep it on, Bell cheer in this episode. Yeah, ding dong. Keep it on. That's pretty catchy. Yeah, that is a thing that uh, you are into. <laughs> yeah, I am. And it actually makes the name make sense because the Ding Dong Keep It On Bell is obviously quite a mouthful. But when you say it as like, Ding Dong, Keep It On, that's actually quite fun. And I very much enjoy. So I feel like if, when I refer to the Ding Dong Keep It On Bell, I should just do it, but in the like chanting version. So if I would, for example, were to say, and then the gargoyle was saved by the Ding Dong, Keep It On bell i guess mm -hmm. i'm saying bell at the end that that makes it work for me and the wolf howls and everything too i really felt like we got some tip top tier audience engagement i thought it was great it again it was a very fun episode unpredictable and you know till the end it, it kept me guessing which i'm very happy about so this was a strong episode contender for me for this season mm -hmm. yeah i agree well next week as we've already discussed, Sesame Street night. So excited. I think that's going to be cute. I am hoping that they do have some appearances from the Muppets on Sesame Street. Maybe as a maybe as a guest judge. We'll never know. Are there any other thoughts, Puya, that you have for this? Do you have any thoughts for this week's episode or leading into next week's? No, I think we're, it'll be interesting to see if there are any guest judges next week and what happens. I'm curious if there is Sesame Street 
music that could be played. I have no idea what to expect, but I think it'll be a fun, goofy episode. So we'll see how that goes real quick before we get out of here, though. I do want to bring up that um, in looking at our draft so far, mm-hmm. I've had three <laughs> eliminated, which is yeah. feels great out of eight. I have three eliminated the uh, but then two people still in the game with California role being in the fi- in the last uh, round now. Mm-hmm. And then the squirrel being next it bumped into next week i still have axolotl french hen and jackalope left whereas mm-hmm. you have lost um well technically nobody but you now have gargoyle in the um next round in the wild card round i lost the night oh, you owl. Lost the night owl you've lost one yeah so yeah, i have looking yeah, good you for have you the wit- given oh, how many have left i mean numerically yeah i have dandelion fairy mantis moose macaw and doll but like you have freaking california roll oh my god i'm so hungry i want to eat sushi now not you know not the california roll itself like they're people i'm not yeah all right okay so we're gonna go ahead and get on out of here so i can stop being hangry and fulfill my need for food booyah what else do you have going on is there anything you want to plug social media all that jazz before we wrap up you find me on Twitter at Puyas. You find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I do stream there. Come through, say hi. I would appreciate it. Uh, Big Brother Canada has launched. If you want to see who I drafted on that, uh, on my team, you can check out the draft we did before the season kicked off. And then I will be talking Australian Survivor with Rob and Shannon Gus this week. Very excited about that. And I had the lovely Brian Scally on with me to talk 90 Day Fiance this week. Yes. Okay. Fabulous. And on my end, you can follow me on Twitter at Liana RHAP. Drag races going strong. We're in the middle slash getting close to the, I mean, not like the end end, but like at least the back half of the season going on episode 11. Beth Amon and I are chatting about all of that on the drag race feed. And then Mike Bloom and I are breaking everything down from this very hectic survivor season that we've had so far we have guest maggie morgan on this week we're gonna do a little buffer snuff action and get into everything so i can't wait for that so with that we are out of here thank you to the whole rhap team for their help behind the scenes and we'll talk to y'all soon or well wait hold on no okay no we'll unmask you at your next day no that's not right and we'll unmask you next time. Okay, bye. <laughs> Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and the safety. Who's under there? I wonder.